0: All right. Do you guys want to start?
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. My name is Philip Humans. I'm Moes Uh We, we uh, made a film called <laughs> Burning Cane. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Tribeca this year.
0: Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> Del carnaval. Del carnaval.
0: Hey, hello everyone. Welcome to Snub, a podcast about movies and film culture. This is Nick Huynhun here, and this week we had the pleasure of welcoming three special guests onto the podcast. A few weeks ago, we went to Tribeca Film Festival and met with Philip Humans, Moe's Mayer, and Ojo Akinlana, the wonderful director and producers of Burning Cane, starring Wendell Pierce. At 19 years old, Philip is the youngest director in Tribeca history to win Best Picture at the festival. He also took home Best Cinematography, and Wendell took home Best Actor. We are uploading video clips from our interview with Philip, Moes, and Ojo onto our YouTube channel. So if you'd like to see this live and in person, head over there. It's named Snub Podcast. If you're not interested, you really don't care to see what we look like, yeah, that's cool too. Thanks, enjoy the episode.
2: (laughs) Uh, Tell us a little bit like your roles, I guess. So
1: uh, I wrote, directed, shot, and edited uh Mose was our producer, A D, first A C, every dude. He he did everything. I mean, he wow. was he was uh really every man on set for us. So uh yeah, I mean Mose, you could talk about that a little bit. What do you I mean you
3: kinda just yeah. did? All
2: right. <laughs> All right. All right, okay. So yeah, so how'd you how'd you two meet?
3: Uh we met freshman year high school in P E class.
1: Yeah. All right. And uh we were We were uh, we were friends, but we were also like we were in different friend groups at that time. Uh We
3: uh, (laughs) I I hadn't quite grasped like creative creativity yet, like (laughs) yeah, until I met like him, and then I kind of like (laughs) stopped. (laughs) What what does that mean? Well, like the people I (laughs) was hanging out with were like not creative like Uh, in any way. Okay, and then I met him and just totally just yeah said screw that I'm just gonna do what he does. Yeah, yeah.
2: So what about it like what was he doing at the time? Uh, he was just writing scripts. Just like furiously writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's really cool. And then you saw him writing and you were like Well,
3: actually I w- he took me on this first
2: one of your first shorts
3: uh called Gory or Ivory. Yeah, it was Ivory. Yeah. yeah. And then I just started like liking it even more and then finally he took me on for Burning Cane and that's when I just fell in love that's with really it. Really
1: cool. That's ivory cool. was such a um a learning experience, though, because, I mean, I feel like we all, I mean, it was so, I knew I was, I wanted to do filmmaking. I know that I'm a filmmaker, and this is what I want to do, I'm going to do, but it felt like Burning came was the first time where we kind of matured, and yeah. we were like, this is no joke, like, Definitely. if this is going to be finished, we have to be, you know, business about it from T to T mm-hmm. the entire way through. Yeah. yeah. You know, with Ivory, it felt like, um, I don't know, I think, I think we were just really young, a little reckless, This, especially me specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't think I took it quite as seriously or, or really really made that film with as much respect as I should have, mm. at least not as much as I did with Burning Cane. So I think I grew up a lot with that one. Think yeah. so too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
3: all the the whole shoots were kind of just thrown together. In a way, yeah. yeah.
1: We had the script, but so much of it was uh, so much of it was stuff that if, if things fell through, we had to wing a lot of aspects of it, and it was oh. just like that's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it's like that's it's just not sustainable, especially if you're trying to make a good movie. Yeah, no. you know. Um, but yeah, no. Burning Kane was definitely maturing in that way, and I think mm-hmm. when Wendell came on, it made a huge difference in terms of how. Because in terms of making a film, even once Wendell was attached, even when the final cut was done, you never know if anyone's ever going to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, I don't know. But when Wendell came on, it felt like okay. Um, because you, I'm, I guess you guys know how a lot of the the mechanism works with films. How so often they're marketed and financed yeah. when stars are attached. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. You know, um, and not only does Wendell have a name, but he's also you know, a brilliant actor. So it's like, you realize why it makes sense in terms of the marketplace, but on the, in a creative yeah. element, it's incredible. I yeah. mean, that dude is wild. And he's so talented. It was so, an honor to. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. yeah.
0: How'd that come about? How'd you guys uh, meet Wendell?
1: So I was working at a beignet stand in City Park in New Orleans called Morning Call uh saving up money in in pre-production by that point we had already started the indiegogo um i threw all of my savings in mose had got some members of his family to put a lot of money into it Um, my mother put money into it and then i was working at that beignet stand putting all of that money pretty much to there and and putting gas in my truck Um, and so i met this woman named lula elzy there she was a An alumni of the same high school that I went to, called the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts, and I was telling her about I wanted to shoot my first feature this summer. Uh, I was talking to her about all the characters. I told them that I told her that I had cast it every pretty much every character except the pastor, except the preacher. So I was talking to her a little bit about um, what that creature, not creature, (laughs) (laughs) what that beast. with that preacher, who that preacher was. And she she said she thought Wendell Pierce could be, could be great for the role. And at that point, you know, I knew who Wendell was. In New Orleans, Wendell has a really, really sort yeah. of like Because he's from there, right? He's from yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. He's done a lot in Pontchartrain Park and, you know, redeveloping that community and kind of trying to stop gentrification yeah. there in a way. So he's kind of a hero in New Orleans. So, of course, when I, whenever she brought his name up, I was like, whoa, yeah. Like, yeah. that's insane. Uh, and she texted him, and then he gave me his email, and then it was a back and forth for a while. And it, for for I knew that he was interested in the role because of the fact that that back and forth was still going. You know, he spoke about mm-hmm. um, how he wanted to do it, but we couldn't make the dates work for so long. And we actually moved into production without him attached wow. for a while, um, still not knowing who was going to really play that role. But I didn't see anybody in that role. But him, I think once the door was opened, I couldn't yeah. see it not being yeah. opened. So I was like, okay, like mm-hmm. no, you're gonna yeah. like I want this, to, I want this to happen. And so after we shot in Laurel Valley, I sent him like this like email, pretty much pouring my heart out. I was definitely annoying. Yeah, but like, <laughs> let's like, say persistent. Let's yeah, say exactly. persistent. Yeah. yeah, that's probably better. Yes. <laughs> Squeaky wheel gets degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just um, I just knew that I couldn't see anybody else in it but him. And so, and I told him that, and I think he leveled with that in a way. Mm. So then he, we found some dates that worked, and we went and shot, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That's crazy how that all came together.
1: Dude, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's dope, yeah. I feel, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's like a two-year, it's almost a two-year turnaround from the moment we started to when the premiere happened. Yeah, pretty much. So
0: Yeah, from the moment, like, pen hit paper, pretty much. Mm-hmm. From the moment pen hit paper, it's been two years. Yeah, yeah, pretty
1: much. For the feature draft, I wrote the short script in the middle of my junior year, but towards the end of my junior year is when I wrote the uh, the first feature draft of the script. Okay. So yeah. So from whenever the feature was in works, from here premiere, it is roughly two years. Yeah.
0: What's it feel like to be here? Is it set in yet?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's. Um, yeah man, I don't know man. I'm just I'm just really happy that people are going are going to be able to see the film. I'm so happy that so far for the most part the response has been really positive. Yeah. And it's just validating in terms of the fact that, you know, there was nobody over our shoulders. There was nobody there was nobody making issues. Yeah, yeah, or like or like it was it's just it's validating in that the work that we did was Good enough, yeah. You know, mm. without having, I don't know, like someone else guiding you. Or yeah, like, it's like, like
2: something that you made yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's
1: like it's just, it just feels good that going on my creative instincts and going on just. Oh,
2: I see. No, I don't. It just feels yeah. good
1: that it's just validating in that yeah. it feels like okay that that's okay, like that's good enough, like that's you know. So yeah, yeah. that's really cool.
0: Yeah, I mean like. Yeah, you were, like you were saying. Like no one really told you to do this. Like how? What was that process like? I know you had a lot of support from your teacher, um, and like you had this as a short beforehand. Like what was that process like? Turning that into a feature, where do you sort of get that confidence to just be like you know we're gonna make a movie. Me and my best friend are gonna make a movie. Well, uh, so we could. I'm gonna. I'll start start
1: on the uh, on web, but I think you should bring up that meeting that we had. I don't say his name, but so cryptic. that um, remember remember when?
2: Oh my, oh my! god.
1: This is a
0: secret conversation right now.
2: with a whispering. No. Just about, okay, you oh,
0: know
1: what? look! I'm gonna get back to it. So look, um, my instructor at Noka after he read that short script and he told me that um, Noka's your high school. Noka's yeah. my high school, yeah he told me that he thought the film had feature potential because of the fact that it was so grounded and rooted in character and that it didn't okay. really involve any sort of you know, ridiculous set building or CGI or any really extensive post-production work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, And also in Louisiana, in rural Louisiana where we shot, so much of it was already there for us. I mean, the place is a character in its own, you know, so... Yeah, it just, it felt like it was possible. And as soon as he said that a feature was possible, that he thought a feature was possible, I became really obsessed with that idea. Just obsessed with the idea of being a feature. I swear to God, I envisioned everything that happened right now, like then, even though I didn't know it was real or it would happen. But I was like, you know, this is going to be great. Like, I'm going to do this now. Um, First off, I wanted to tell the story now also. Mm -hmm. Like, I just wanted to make the movie. I, I don't, it's so, hard to, it's so hard to
2: even articulate past that point, in a way. Why, why did you feel like you had there was such urgency in uh, making out the movie?
1: Well, I, d- I knew that because the moment I turned 18, I knew that the standards for everybody working around me would change. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew that... 18 <laughs> H- still young, man. Yeah, yeah I, I know, know, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: but I, I'm just saying that I knew that the moment I'm an adult you know, then everyone is going to need, I'm gonna to need to abide to certain regulations and certain standards and about what people are getting paid, about just a whole lot of stuff. And I think I took advantage of the fact well well yeah, I took advantage of the fact that people really didn't honestly expect a lot about out of this thing mm. because we were so young. Everyone yeah. thought it was mm. a rinky dink student project, you know, and, well until Wendell got attached. But yeah. I think for a while, people just—they uh, were willing to give so much and help us out so much because they thought we were just, you know, uh, a lovely little student production. Yeah. You know, which we used to our advantage in that we were able to get so much work. So many, so many people were willing to help us out so much because they were really just trying to help out some young kids trying to make a movie. As opposed to because the context and the the way people respond to things changes very differently when you approach it in a very business context. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it wasn't a lie. I mean, we were still seventeen yeah. trying to make this feature. So it wasn't it wasn't like we were we were entirely conscious or entirely knowledgeable about everything that we were doing. But you know, I think I definitely think our age played a played a factor in it in, in a positive. And I and I knew that it needed to be done now because I couldn't think of any other time that I would have the access to the resources that I did. Because at NOCA I had access to gear that I wouldn't have been able to afford. Yeah, a million yeah, yeah. years, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. it was. It just felt like now is the time, and especially because the gear at Noka was just like you just, you just get it and go be artists. That's what I love about Noka so much. It's like, not only did I learn the technical foundation of filmmaking early on in high school, but after that point, they pretty much said, okay, here's access to all this great gear. Now go out and make something, you know. So I think I just. I I realized all of that realized that now was the time to do this because of because of these resources and I don't know whether or not when I turned 18 or when if I was 20 or or whatever I don't know I know that people would be approaching it from a different standard because I'm an adult at that point this is a project mm-hmm. that I'm seeing a business potential with you know and in truth in the beginning we were talking about that but we didn't know yeah. you know
0: yeah yeah um yeah it was just it's so crazy um how age played like a positive influence you know like in doing that i i really love how you even though you're coming to tish like you know like with like all the resources in the world um you know like we get like not at school yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) but it's crazy that like your school was so supportive of you guys just gave you everything to go out yeah
1: now i think that was that was uh my my high school though, you know, Tish has been has been cool. I mean, I love New York. I I, I really dig NYU. Mm-hmm. I just think these days I'm sort of questioning whether or not what the film school mechanism for me is. You know, because I def I see the value of education, of course, but I mm-hmm. feel like it might be better for me in terms of expanding as an intellectual to stay in school and maybe maybe study African American literature or oh, journalism or something mm-hmm. to sort of expand my horizons in a way outside of film just because I was fortunate enough to have that technical foundation built earlier on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that it's not the same for everybody. Some people come in with different differing levels of technical experience. So it just kinda depends, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah what's that like going to college now? Like is it like how do people treat you? Uh
1: well, it's I haven't been back into the Tisch building since the festival started, so I really don't.
2: <laughs> really, I, I don't. I don't know. Did I they, don't know. did they know about it before. Or?
1: Oh, some people did. Mm-hmm. Now the school has publicized it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I I think it's, it's it's a little bit different. But I don't really surround myself with many people who I didn't who didn't know about it months ahead. Yeah. You know. So, there are a few exchanges of people who are congratulating, which is always great you know it it's just more mm-hmm. validation and feeling like you know
2: you did something yeah like yeah, yeah
1: we we were good enough yeah. you know um yeah i it's 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 been positive and it's nothing from support really from tish It's just I have to kind of look back and think about where where what is this how's this college experience really gonna help me and really be formative, not just for my filmmaking but for me as an individual, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, conversations, questions. I don't know the answer to it yet. You know, I'm just still a freshman. You got time. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) kind of hasn't figured out. Huh? Kind of figured it out. (laughs) Who? Him. (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) (laughs) Growing as a human, right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what college is all about. I did a hard 180. Uh, So you (laughs) 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 talked.
2: So you talked about kind of like the casting process like you already got everyone together except for Wendell right so where'd you find Braylon okay (laughs) so so you guys like hanging out after he seems like a really cool dude yeah so (laughs) I actually yeah yeah. (laughs) so
1: so so yeah so Braylon yeah all right so (laughs) Braylon is uh so my mother is a doctor one of her co-workers her name is Mary Kelly and Braylon I had met Braylon earlier on maybe like two or Two or three years earlier on, he's a funny kid. Towards the time of Burning Kane, I was thinking about him closer to production. It was like a, a few weeks or yeah. yeah, leading up into it, and we were still trying to to cast him. Uh, but what was dope about Braylon is that he was so he was curious. You know, he was asking questions. You know, uh, and he's funny as heck. Like he's he's
2: just he. <laughs> <laughs> He just, he's,
1: he's a star. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
2: He, what was something that he did?
1: Um, he's just, okay. Not to throw Brayley under the bus at all. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no he's, not. Everyone, he's been telling everybody in his school, he goes <laughs> to this night uh, <laughs> school, he's been telling everybody, like, I'm in a movie, like, I'm a movie star. Right? It's Yo, that's true, yeah, that's Yeah, yeah. but like. But, it. It. but yeah, he, he, he's, he's stunting with it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so I'm walking around yeah. giving you guys like he said, that. Yeah. He said, he said, but
1: he, I forget who told him. He's like Braylon, you were really good. He said, I know. <laughs> 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 now Braylon, 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 he's smartest hack. He, he's just funny. He's just yeah.
2: How was it? How was it working on set like with a kid versus like working with someone like Wendell Pierce, who's like this very you know, well-established actor?
1: Mm. Moses, you want to speak on that a little yeah. bit? I mean, it
2: was it was really di- difficult, or not difficult, but just
3: different. Like mm. Wendell took a lot of time to like either it was to go over the lines or to just like come up with stuff in his head to flow off of. But Braylon, like he doesn't have doesn't say a single word <laughs> in the whole movie, so it wasn't really that hard. Like getting him to follow our lead, it was just more of like letting the scene run out with him in it. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, we did have to tell him, like,
1: once he took the swig of, like, like the... he has to taste he, yeah, it. Yeah, he has to, like... He has to actually to taste yeah, it. And it and yeah, and yeah, Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Which is important, yeah. Because yeah. especially if he... At first, when he was doing it, it was like, what's wrong with this? Like, we couldn't really put my... And then, what was it? Was it you or Zach? I think it was Ojo who told him. Oh, who told him was like... No, like, I remember Ojo... your face up or Ojo, something. no, Ojo brought me to the side and was like, he's not tasting it yeah. or something. And I was like, that's oh. it. So we gave him like the
3: rundown. Like you gotta like imagine like you're tasting. Imagine it's gross. Yeah. Yeah. You said. (laughs) What? what, what, what? You really bro? Right?
2: We can edit stuff out. (laughs) Okay. Either way. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) We can say whatever. It's like it's yeah. I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys care, you guys don't want to talk about it. That's fine. no. No. It's fine.
1: It's fine. Yeah. yeah.
3: (laughs) 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 But um yeah. Other than that, he was like. Excellent. He was really good.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: You have characters like Braylon, um, and like everybody kind of wants to know about on a filming set. Like, what were the hard scenes? Like, what was the stuff that like you had to go through? Like, what was like the fun parts of it? Like, do you have like any inside jokes kind of running throughout the production?
1: Uh, well, we have this thing called the meat, which uh, yeah. it's not really in the. It's just some some <laughs> some dumb. What is what is this? It's like, what is yeah, this? What's, what's the hand like, thing? Like, it's like like neck, thing? It's like some New Orleans. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, if you it's look, like if at, you look it, at it, then, then it's then like this. Just saw oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. the same thing as, like, this, yeah. or, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it's just, but we were doing that pretty much the entire All the time. Track. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, Moses, can you get me this lens? Oh. <laughs> Did,
0: did anybody get Wendell with it? Uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely, definitely not. Braylon just goes up. He's like, yo, Yes, he was. Yeah, by, yeah, by the end of it, Braylon was doing, Braylon was doing, was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but, mm. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Um, Franklin, you want to ask about John? That's about John. Their friend, John.
2: Oh, <laughs> I was talking about, yeah, so, I mean, you're like working on other stuff now, right? hmm So your next project's with like Jean-Baptiste, right? Yes, yes. yeah. So
1: I, so, uh, <laughs> so, I shot this short documentary uh, about him and his band. I'm actually working on a couple of documentaries with John. Oh. Um, the second one I can't speak on too much, but it's a feature doc that's going to be, that's, that we're shooting throughout the course, either between a year to five years. Um, but wow. the f- first one, uh, it's, dude, I, I wish I could say more, but mm-hmm. I just, I can't, but it's it's yeah. exciting. It's a lot of new music, a lot of new art coming soon, and not, and that's what the film is, is documenting, you know, that's it's really just, cool. it's it's dope. Yeah.
2: Um, so I remember at the Q&A, you were like talking about your like famous alum or whatever, and then the lady was like trying to come up with names, and you're like, oh, what about John? Oh, so yeah. you're like, are you guys like tighter? <laughs> John? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, John, dude. Batiste is one of
1: the nicest, kindest, funniest. His personality is so, is so, it's, it's, it's just so, it's, it's wild. He's so funny. He's, (laughs) he's also, he's the kind of guy where just any room that he's in, he just lights it up in like the dopest way. Like he's one of the, he's achieved so much success and he's also so brilliant at what he does. It's like, it's it's just crazy. It's like magic the moment he's around a piano, yeah. um, and it's kind of intoxicating to watch. You know, even after shooting him for so yeah. long, none of that goes away. Like you're still, I'm still amazed every time I see him even come near it. You know, he doesn't. He can turn around. He can just say, "Oh, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Bill?" <laughs> just playing some beautiful. Like, <laughs> come on. So I don't know. John, John's, John's incredible. Yeah. The f- the first project that we did was about. Him and his band, the Stay Human Band, so they do the music on the Colbert show. And so they were playing at the Village Vanguard. And so really it was about that week documenting them going from the Colbert show to playing the nights at the Vanguard. Um, and so John's releasing a live album uh, with his uh, six days at the Vanguard. I think it was six or seven. Either way, it was a week roughly of time. And he's releasing a live album. And so the documentary that I shot at that time is going to just accompany that live album when it's mm-hmm. released. So yeah, it's called uh, The Vanguard Days with John Batiste, but I don't know what final album title they've they've decided on, but that's what the doc is called. So yeah, that'll be coming in August, I believe. That's
0: cool. Oh, that's exciting. How'd you meet him? Uh,
1: well, I met him through uh, a philanthropist down in New Orleans named Steve Price, this guy who gave a lot of money to my... Um, my school, NOCA, in terms of like supporting young artists out of the visual arts program yeah. there. And one of my good friends since second grade, her name is Hillary Spriggins. She's a ridiculously talented painter, actually based in New York, too. Um, she introduced me to Mr. Price. Mr. Price sort of took a liking to me, and me and him are friends now, and he he's, he's really had an appreciation for my work. Uh, and then after that, he connected me to John. He was like, John, you got to check out this kid from home. Um, And then so John called me up one day and was like, hey, Phil, I want to hire you. I want you to work on this project with me. Uh, And then, you know, I was like, "Dude." (laughs) so it was it it was dope. You know, I just feel I feel fortunate for all of the things that have really worked out, you know, and and John and that job is something I really, really, really feel happy to be a part
0: of. He's pretty incredible. Yeah, I I saw him um, at the Newport Folk Fest this summer. (sighs) It was incredible. He was like the headliner pretty much. Oh my God. I think it was like a 50 years of soul celebration Word. or something. And it was like him, Mavis Staples. Um, Word, they're just Mavis bringing up everyone and like just him as a performer. Oh, Leon Bridges was there.
1: Yo, Leon Bridges is so good. He's incredible. Do you guys like Daniel Caesar? I do love Daniel Caesar. Yeah. Who are your favorite, who are your favorite artists working today? Like who are in, in okay. music?
0: We're turning around. Uh, All I just right. saw, I just saw Amine a couple of weeks ago. I'm like really high on Amine. I like Tyler the creator. Word. I do like... Um, who else am I a big fan of? You like Earl? I do. Have, I saw Earl over um, my February break. He was in Boston.
1: Word. We saw... when is that? we saw Earl at uh, Flognaw and... There's Flognaw. Yeah. Oh, time you guys time. went to Flognaw
0: this fall? Or no, we went to Flognaw
1: the year before. Yeah. yeah. Flognaw was know. cool, uh, but it's just... It was... That was... <laughs> 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 what the <heck> was that? <laughs>
2: it's just. It I was, love was these moments where you just look at each other and laugh, yeah,
1: we both know what yeah. did, what happened, yeah, like yeah. what. But it's like I feel like some stuff is better left know. on set. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. But um, no, dude. Yeah, Earl is tight. We've been we've been obsessed with Earl since since maybe like second no not second grade sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. Or when when did um. Freshman year was Cherry Bomb came out. Yep. When did Doris come out? 2013. So that was before freshman was year. Eighth, grade,
4: yeah. Grade. yeah, I don't feel
1: like I started listening to Earl until freshman high school. Year, but yeah. he, I still think he might be the best, best rapper. Just that, like yeah. his spitter. Just it's poetry. Yeah. Every poetry. line is <laughs> like
0: it's like a different just like two bar poem.
1: What you guys did? You listen to some rap
0: songs? Yeah. what did
1: What'd you guys think of it? I,
0: I was a big fan, honestly. Yeah. In terms of where it yeah. stacks
1: up in his in in his that albums, I was actually a, for it? the
0: first thing yeah. that I listened to. So really, I've not
2: like yeah, gone back and like listened to other stuff. But yeah, but it was just started there. I don't yeah. like
1: shit. I don't go outside. It was okay. it's probably it's in my top yeah. five. Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably I mean, f-
0: yeah. You look at grief. You look at like the first five songs. Huey. Uh, Huey. Yep.
1: Faucet. Faucet. Yes. Chef, sweaty, braising your faculty fit Yeah. And each
0: of those are so sad, but when I was at the concert, people were, like, moshing to them. Yo, I know. (laughs) Also,
1: Earl Earl seems like... I think... I feel like... Do you ever feel like people... I feel like everybody within sort of, like, an arts track has always kind of had their odd future phase or, like... (laughs) They're, like... (laughs) I feel like it's almost an archetype in a way, but mm-hmm. like I fit that yeah. to the T. So I think they both do. Also, Damo is really dope too. Damo, uh, I didn't album? listen I d I I didn't listen to all of his last album, but uh, he's made some dope tracks too. And then Sid blew up. Just yeah, Finn. Or no, Finn? no, it's is it Finn or Finn? Or new Finn. Finn? Finn.
0: Is it oh. a Sid solo album yeah, or Sid's the internet? Solo album okay.
1: so good. The internet That's is good. Good. also really tight. Yeah. Dude, R and B and alternative R and B these days is
0: ridiculous. Yeah. You seem really passionate about music. Do you <laughs> want to like do more like music documentary stuff or are you just like Well seeing what comes?
1: Well I uh, I mean I, I have a, a, a real respect for musicians, you know. Um, but and I, I tried to play music, I tried to play piano and I tried to sing, but my instructor told me I was tone deaf. Oh so I oh. lost motivation oh soon. And uh, I tried. I was a rapper for a little bit. I tried rapping in eighth grade. I was really bad. That's incredible. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. no, I did. I released what? some tracks. And then, and then I realized because people were, my friends were like telling me that it was good. And then I just would hear from so many people that they were telling everyone it was really bad. Oh no. Yeah. Aww. But I, that's the point in time when I wish they would have just been like, kind of upfront right. with yeah. me. Straight up. But yeah. either way, I realized that I was bad pretty soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moses, well, don't you do some music as well?
3: Uh yeah, I just like make experimental like instrumentals though. Okay. I never, really, I mean, I just
1: like do it real quick, like just yeah. make some sounds and just post it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Moses, Mo, I've talked to you about that in terms yeah. of like that release sort of pattern. Yeah. I think Moses, I think Moses is actually a really talented producer. His his the sounds that he's interested in are so often so like industrial sounding oh, that yeah, I think I it's 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 tight and your samples are actually really dope. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, bring it back to Burning Kane. Like, when you were making the movie, you you knew that you were like going to try and for festivals and stuff like that, right? Yes. Yeah. So like, how did that kind of affect the way that you were, you know, going about it? Is there any other way outside of like the professionalism that you were, you know, taking towards it or that kind of thing?
1: I think that I was always I was my 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 eyes were always set on us going to a festival. Mm-hmm. But in terms of how it affects the filmmaking process, I don't know. I think it, it it really doesn't change the process that much. It's not something that I could really focus on, mm-hmm. even though that we were all saying, oh, there were moments on set where we were like, "We're gonna win an Oscar," yeah. or like, <laughs> or like, like say Wendell when Wendell, yeah, we were yeah, like, like this is going, Wendell's this year. is yeah. going to the top." Yeah, we would say stuff like that, and I think we believed it amongst us, but that wasn't the driving force. At the end of the day, we just wanted to make a feature. We wanted yeah. to make this thing uh, as good as we could, or as best as we could, I should say. Um, but no, I don't think I don't think the end result really impacted the making of it because it's because if if that was the case, then it would almost be too disheartening to want to continue because (coughs) it's such a question, like I said, about whether something's going to be seen. Hmm. It is. Like, you never really know.
2: So how did you stay motivated on set and, like, keep going through it? all? How long was production? How long? Production was,
1: we had 17 principal days and maybe two or three pickup days. Some of them were pretty far apart.
4: Yeah, some of them were months months apart. apart. Yeah,
1: like, once we went into post, I was like, we need, we, we need this, so we shots. went and went and shot and got those pickups later on. Yeah. But the thing about it is, it's like we had to shoot it that summer, and the reason they were so fragmented is because when school started, it's like we can only shoot on weekends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it so hard to <laughs> negotiate with people's schedules because <laughs> some actors who don't <laughs> are
4: you good? Bro? Yeah, We're like each all coffee. Dying. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, so much of it had to be fragmented, but um, but no, it we shot the bulk of it in in that point in time, but it was it was just tough to negotiate people's schedules, especially when um, Wendell was so far away. Say like when we had to do ADR, yeah, that had to be planned months in a, in yeah, ahead, yeah. you know, and so much can change, and so much can change not only in. You know the actor schedule, but also in our schedules. You know, because other projects came to play towards the end of senior year. We had that uh, the first Saint Haran thing. Yeah. Uh, won't you celebrate with me? Um. So yeah, yeah. What was the question? What Sorry, was the original no, question?
2: The other thing was like, how did you stay stay motivated through like that? We whole, just had we had fun, dude. That yeah. it was the best time of my life. Yeah, it was probably yeah. on a, it was
3: the best summer
1: I think ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was so. It was crazy. Like, there were some times where it was like scary, like that time when we got the set got swarmed by cops. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there. at the slave quarters, well, that right? happened twice. Twice. Oh, yeah. the second time was way scarier. Yeah, actually. the second time was. Oh, the, you tell
4: us
3: about the the that? The opening okay, yeah, shot. You,
4: yo, you tell, you tell the op- about The there.
3: opening shot of the canes burning it was actually a farmer, because during that time, the cane dies and you have to burn it to refertilize the soil. Right. So he was burning it and. Like all the land in Laurel Valley is like is pretty much by owned owner. by one plantation like owner. All the all the land.
1: Did so we did we, we know were, that, that that I'm pretty sure we were like I think we're gonna yeah, get caught, but we yeah, were like it's, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we like pulled yeah. the car
3: off the street onto like a dirt road to pull up next to the canfield <laughs> to shoot the shot. We shot it. Shot the higher shot, and then here comes we this monster
2: made, truck. You know, the, yeah,
3: the man pulls up in like a monster truck, and is no, like really, it's like blocking us. A, it's a beefy it's truck, it's like yeah. a huge yeah. yeah. truck. Yeah. It's like blocking us to get out. He d- left his ID.
1: Bro, I swear to God. Oh, I sh- whatever. Okay, but luckily <laughs>
3: we had someone else in the car with us who had her ID. Um, and so she, and then we had to call your mom Yo, yes,
1: to come yeah. get us. Okay, so, so if you look at it, like, all right, so to try to draw it out, this would be the best way, so
2: all, right. all mm-hmm. of this is
1: a cane field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All of this is like cane field, marshy swamp. Yeah. There was an opening back here, and the fire was in the distance over there. Yeah. The road is here, so we drove in, and we were here, pull out the camera, we're shooting towards that way. As soon as we finish or as soon oh yeah. as soon as <laughs> as soon as we finish um there's this car that comes in here, his truck, and it literally he literally blocks us from leaving oh Yo, man. and he and he, oh, he calls wow. the sheriff's office, and they all start coming and we're we're one we're trespassing, I didn't have a license, yeah. And we had already ran into the cops and the sheriff's office there with them mm-hmm. a couple of weeks
0: before. So they knew you. So yeah. I
1: was petrified. Yeah. But honestly, my mother came and diffused that a okay. lot.
3: And I think our school ID.
1: Yeah, our school IDs helped <laughs> a lot.
0: We were like, we're students. We were, this
1: is when we used that. That's yeah, yeah, when we were yeah, like, yo, yeah, yeah. yeah. like, yo. Yeah. It was, you know.
0: yeah. <laughs> it was just a homework <laughs> assignment. Who <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> was with you? Um,
1: it was me, Mo's, and... Our, our hair and makeup. Yeah, yeah, Ricky, yeah. Which we didn't have any hair and makeup there, but we were all also friends. So yeah, we yeah. Were like yeah. wherever we're just, like, whenever we were out. around. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. You saw this like great shot. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what about the other time? Okay.
3: The other time it was during you remember Hurricane Harvey that hit yeah. Texas? Yeah. yeah. It was Tropical Storm Harvey. That, that was going over us, yeah. going over us. So it was pouring rain and the same guy, like it was on the same property. Um <laughs> We had Wendell there, and we had like three other cars that were like, because we didn't want Wendell just like be soaked, so we had like cars there yeah. for him. And so, like, the sheriff comes, like, three sheriff cars, like, you have to clear the road. They like need to see our permit. Like, thank and God. And I didn't, I
1: do, I, that, I, I you know had it on my phone, picture, but I didn't yeah. have it printed out.
3: Thank God we had that picture. My dad was like negotiating Yo, with them. Your dad Wait, what was picture? the
1: reason that like, we got out of, of it, the permit. of the permit, oh, okay. and it wasn't a real mm-hmm. permit. It was my request to get the permit.
2: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay.
1: Like it. Well, I guess it was. I don't know. It served the function, but I never got a yeah. confirmation yeah. from them. <laughs> oh wow. So. But I think
3: my dad like diffused like again dude, the dude, hell out of the student situation.
1: Doing it, yeah. Again, our this is that's another situation where I think our age definitely yeah hell. You
3: know. They are just like, we're just trying
1: to shoot. We'll be like five minutes, and then they cleared out. Well, did they clear out, or did
3: they stay for the shot? They
1: waited until all of us got in the cars that we didn't Ooh, yeah. need. Yeah, And then we had, it was like... It's it's just f- me, you, and Wendell on the road. Yeah, me, you, and Wendell, and Wendell was on the other side. And then, well, no, like a, a few feet away, Kaya and Robert were in oh, the yeah. other one. Because that's where... Yeah, but that was... That was tense, dude. Yeah, that, that was, extremely was extremely tense.
0: Yeah. So did you have to like rework sound in post? Or were you able to record yeah. sound as Ooh, well? Oh, yo, okay. D- yeah, yeah. And uh, during, so <laughs> and during that one, time... One of
1: the microphones got was was uh, I think it was a Zoom. Yeah, yeah. it was accidentally left in the rain.
0: Yeah. Oh.
3: So for the rest of the shoot, we had to use we For the rest
1: of the shoot, we had to use iPhones, and oh. then we had to do... Well, not the rest of the entire film. No, yeah. Rest like, of that oh, yeah, that day, yeah. And then... And then for all of that stuff, we ended up having to go back in and do ADR. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yo, I hope Damn. I'm not too much like this. Nah, no, it's, it's, it's fine. fine yeah. As
0: long as it gets it. <laughs> okay, cool. cool, cool. Um, Damn, that's so yeah. wild though.
2: <laughs> but it worked out. Yeah. So, Philip, you were like super involved in this film from like beginning to end. When did you feel like it was time for you to like step back and like let it go? Ooh, that's a great <laughs> question. the festival and stuff like that, and even like you stepped away as editor, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. so I stepped away as
1: so in, in post production I was editing for a few months and then after a few after some feedback sessions, I was getting a lot of people, mainly my exec Ben, uh, sort of telling me that he feels like an outside perspective could really be valuable to bring in because he thought that I was too attached to the film at that point. Initially the first cut of this film was three hours. Oh wow. With wow. Every, with every scene. With every wow. scene. Oh okay. and then and then they got down to maybe two and a half, and then it went to an hour 50. And it was still so much tightening that needed to be done, yeah. but I was so sure. attached to everything, you know, that I just I didn't want to separate with anything. And then we brought in Ruby Klein, who was actually a year younger than me. She's a really, really talented editor over at NOCA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she comes in, she brings a more objective eye to it. You know, she's an artist, but she's also not the writer and director of something, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, she's, yeah. She can look at it more objectively, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I really valued that. And so she came in for a while, and then I came back in and soloed out the re- last like month or so of it in terms of just finalizing and tightening up everything. Um, but, but yeah, no, Ruby was really valuable. Working with her was really valuable. Towards the end of it, it was very, very difficult for me to actually stop working on it mm-hmm. because I was kind of obsessed with the idea that it had taken this long and it had to be a certain way. It had to be perfect, and you can't make... It's yeah. it's not a perfect movie, you yeah. know, and it's um, I just had to kind of terms with the fact that mm-hmm. I can't be afraid to let this thing out. Like I can't be afraid to say okay and and see what happens, yeah. you know. And and festival deadlines were coming. We we uh, we were hitting a lot of the submission deadlines like by the T early yeah. on. It was like this is what else am I doing? And I was making such minor changes, mm-hmm. like I'm talking like within like. You know, on premiere you can zoom in and see the the frames i'm yeah. talking about yeah. like literally like clipping off one little like before i did a fade out before i did like an exponential fade i would like move one frame and i'm not sure anyone or even me could hear the difference yeah. all the time but it came i became sort of neurotic with it yeah. you know yeah, I really. and i think by the end of it it was just it just felt really good to just take an exhale and then for that period of time, we, we were telling ourselves to forget about it, yeah. like like we were trying to work on other stuff. Try, and tr- just because mm-hmm. we had, I think part of it was because that we had put so much in. And again, like I said, you never know if anyone's gonna see anything. Yeah. So we were like, well, we tried our best. At the end of the day, we still made a feature. We yeah. still know that, and that's dope for us. We, that's yeah. good. That's, that was good enough for us at that point in time. So, um, so yeah, what happened after that is just you know icing on the cake. It's fortune. You know, it feels great but we did have to sort of forget about it cuz it's so easy to just not be able to sleep at night saying oh is it going to get in is it going to yeah. you know and, and it's so yeah. easy to like make
3: it worse sometimes like over yeah at yes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it was good to just i mean we stopped for a, a little bit like probably a week or two but then it just swallowed us back in yeah. you
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think... And, will I mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Mo, Moses is with me throughout all of post-production. Yeah. You know, Moses uh, Mo's is a, a very comprehensive producer, you know, from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, this... Yeah, this dude's dope, yeah.
0: How long is that editing process?
1: A year. Yeah, okay. it took It Watch. took a year from... It's a feature. The minute principal <laughs> ended. Uh, but, yeah, it's... And Ben actually taught me a lot about taking who's, time. Who's Ben? Uh, ben Zeitlin. He's my executive producer. Oh, okay. On his last film, his last film was uh, a film called Beast of the Southern Wild. He told me that at the end of the day, the film is done when it's done. Don't, and don't let any sort of outside deadlines impose anything on that. Hey, Ojo, hop in. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
2: Ojo's here. <laughs> it's, yeah. Let's finish your thought and a way okay, yeah. yeah. Show, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: what was I saying? Just talking about editing. Oh, yeah, uh, editing ben and, and Ben's And Ben, yeah. and Ben. So, um, yeah, he takes his time in post-production. He's been post in post-production for a while on his next film, After Beasts of the Southern Wild. And Ben is brilliant. And I realized that things take time, and I had to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Because when I initially finished that three-hour cut, I thought I was done. Like, I thought, like, yo... I'm, I'm a G, like, yeah. let's go, move forward. And thank God that was not yeah. the cut that I released. But I just, it just, it took time. And I think it. every single month, every single new version that I would send out, I think got progressively better. I think Ojo can talk about how I sort of, every time he would come back home to New
4: Orleans, it'd be a completely different movie. <laughs> <and some shit. laughs> so, yeah. Ojo, you want to oh. introduce yourself? Yeah, introduce yourself. Uh, Ojo Lana. I'm a, a tattoo artist, painter, and 3D animator, in, based out of New York. Um, from Sweet. New Orleans, and I'm also a, a filmmaker. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yeah, like I said, I was I was in New York for the like the last half of the project, so I really only got bits and pieces towards the other half. So I would come home each time expecting the film to be done and wondering. And this was my first. Uh, my first feature film as well, so I didn't, I didn't know the scale, uh, like the scale and like how long the project would take to complete. So, yeah, every single time I was coming home asking Philly, like, when's our film gonna be? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it done yet? Is it done yeah, yet? Yeah. Mm. I, I was that guy, but yeah. uh, I, I understood and I, I, also agreed that like, um, I didn't think the project was completely done when we had the three-hour cut, but. I was hitting Phillips line like, w- yeah. where's the film? Did you watch mm-hmm. the whole three hour cut? Um yeah yeah we sat down mm-hmm. one day and when you were uh, when you were at that office at... Uh, photo cam, yeah. Yeah photo yeah. Cam. and uh w- w- we sat down and watched the whole film yeah. Yeah cool. It was a... Uh, and it, honestly that was a painful cut. Yeah yeah. I didn't bad. I just <laughs> I just thought there was a uh, there was a lot in it there was a lot um it was too much
1: it was too much it was too much sad as opposed to. It, did, it didn't respect the intelligence of the audience enough in that first cut, and I just realized mm. that, yeah, no, and I think those feedback sessions were also really valuable, but it came to the point where it came to a, a a question about, with feedback sessions, this was also a big question about a lot of the feedback was valuable, but there was also, it also you have to question, like, what feedback do I take?
4: Yeah. You know,
1: like, what feedback compromises my personal voice, what feedback compromises the intent of the piece from the inception you know um, But I think navigating feedback was kind of could be difficult but luckily I think both Mose and Ojo were really there to help me verify a lot of that mm-hmm. feedback because they were there from the inception and knew the emotional root of the project.
2: So talking about incep- the inception of the film, right? You ended it with like you started with a cut. The first cut was three hours. You like ended with a ninety-six minute cut.
1: No, well, the, our current cut is seventy-eight minutes.
2: Seventy-eight minutes. Oh, okay. It's so, dude. That's mm. less yeah, yeah. than half. Yeah. yeah.
1: Can, can imagine that. Yeah. Wow. I feel like one of these days we should release like a director's cut or something. Or yeah. maybe that's not three hours. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no. But no one will release it. No one yeah. will. <laughs> no, they'll. it will They'll withdraw it from drive back then. <laughs> like, Oh, this was what it was. Oh. <laughs> uh...
2: <laughs> no. So um. <laughs> so what was the script like then, right? Because you were shooting. What were you shooting for according, like, based off the script? um What was you said? Wait, could you repeat that? So, yeah, sorry. So, like, from the inception, were you shooting off the script? Were you looking for like a three hour length, or like you definitely weren't looking for like a 76 hour length? Dude, no. Length, right? Well,
1: it's actually crazy because these, sc- you know how in, in, in film, roughly a page in a screenplay roughly yeah, translates to a page in a minute. So yeah, yeah, a minute. Yeah. No lie, my script was like 80, 81 pages. The, there's no reason that that cut should have been three hours long. Yeah. yeah, but it was because I was I was maybe doing some geriatric storytelling at yeah. that point,
4: you know. And we we also started off with ten hours of footage. So uh, more than that, yeah. the first
1: one before we had we had I think well after our first set of production days it was ten hours, 10 hours. and 10. then and then after a couple more the uh, at the end of principal it was closer to like seventeen and then some more time. In those pickup days. Yeah. But yeah, it was, yeah.
4: And I think also, um, just like the importance of uh, Burning Bernie Kane was that we we did have a lot of moments that were off script that were just like especially with Philip's editing style where we were in those takes longer longer than we were. And I, I remember uh being on set and I was wondering like why was Philip three minutes after the characters were done talking, we were still filming and like <laughs> I don't I, I do think that Philip just has his patience that like yeah the script dialogue wise may t- may take eighty one minutes, but Philip humans will you know, <laughs> <long as> <laughs> because
1: i i like to i like i like i like living with people like i like i like i just like those moments where nothing is really happening, but you you just see so much it's so to me that's such a it's a big part of humanizing people by not always putting them in the action but seeing them in the moments where there is no action yeah. or they're There's they're something. just yeah, yeah exactly yeah. you know um, like one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, honestly, is when Helen's just eating a piece of cake, literally a p- cutting out a piece of cake, taking the moment. She, I don't know, I don't know why I love that
2: stuff so much. Have you seen Ghost
1: Story? Ghost Story, no. Who made Ghost Story?
2: It's an A twenty four film. It's like basically the same thing. It's exactly what you're talking about. Right. Um It's like this black and white movie. No, you're talking about. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Just to clarify, it's like that kind of style. There's like this sequence, like this 12-minute, like uncut sequence of this girl eating pie, and people like got really 12 minutes. I think so. That's like really long. Wow. And like people got really angry because they went in. It's called a ghost story, and they they were expecting like a horror movie, but they got this like weird art piece, and they were just really upset.
1: What did you? What did you? What do you think of 12? A 12-minute. that scene. Did you think? What did you think of it? Did you feel like it had merit in the in the piece? I actually didn't see this <laughs> movie. Oh, 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 I word. just know about it. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, Twelve. Check it out. I remember. What's that? What's the What's the movie? What's What's the Steve McQueen film where there's this long shot where they that? It's. Is, is it that? Widows? Is it Shame? Shame. It where Where shame. they're in where you see where whether he's like mopping, and it's like it takes forever.
2: But that's it's probably a, Shame. Is, yeah, is Is it shame. um Michael? what
1: hey Susan oh it's hunger Hunger. Hunger. oh (laughs) it's hunger (laughs) that's when that's when they're in the corridor and he's uh and he's mopping and it takes like uh it's just it's just either way it's those moments where like you're there you're seeing some rather mundane thing but you're just living with that person you're just in that moment I I value that a lot actually I really I really I really dig it
2: so Ojo talked about your editing style right like, where did you come up with that? Like, that, the, the way that the film's edited is very unique, I think. So, like, was that all you, or was some of it Ruby, or was it, like, a col- collaboration?
1: Of course, yo. Well, Ruby, as, as my co-editor, of course, she had a major voice in that. And it's also a lot of influence. One, that's how I like to edit, but it's mm-hmm. also, it's, it's, that editing style was cultivated, at least for me, with Burning Kane. You know, it felt. Yeah. I just like I like the idea of it kind of flowing, of it feeling like yeah, like
2: the sound coming in before the scene, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And it just connects everything. It's, it's, it's. There's a, I don't know. I use this word a lot, but there's something sort of intoxicating about just kind of flowing into scenes. And I know Ben had a big had a big influence on that as well for me, because in post production Ben offered me a lot of creative mentorship in that way, um, and it was just. I don't know. I just I can't even it's hard to articulate the motivation for it all the time but I just I love that style. I lo- yeah. I like things bleeding into the next. Uh, you know,
0: I don't know. Yeah, no, totally, there was so much dialogue overlap into the following scenes, and it was nice because you were able to sort of take these mundane activities and add layers to them with like Where? the preacher talking, or like other people sort of having conversations, and it felt more, I don't know, it felt like you could have spoon-fed this film to us, but you made it a lot harder, and for that reason, I think it was a lot better. Oh, thank you, you, know? thank you. <laughs> um, Yeah, you. Um, yeah, I saw your philosophy that like an artist is an artist in any medium, and like you can kind of place people, and you have people like Ojo, you have people like Moes. um, people that started as filmmakers with you. You know, like, w- how have you been able to find artists and kind of like place them into certain, like, into places that they're like ready to blossom?
1: Um, for us, it was Noka really. Noka, um, I know Ojo. Ojo is an in, outside of all of the other mediums that he works in. He's also like an incredible painter. That's when I first really recognized his work and, and saw him. I, I knew him at that point. I think the big thing that got us together was that video with Jacob. Um, oh but yeah. Yeah yeah. But I think um, but after I got exposed to his work, I realized how brilliant of a guy this dude was. You know, I mean it's true. You know, and how brilliant his work is. It's and how recorded, right? Is yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 but
1: um but yeah, I mean, and i I he, his eye is just is amazing, so I knew that that would translate incredibly into into production design and and building the worlds that we were working in, and Ojo had a lot to work with in Laurel Valley, I mean that place was yeah
4: crazy yeah and, and I also think that um just speaking on like uh Noka and just like um. Honestly, we we came together because I I kind of uh, I I saw Phillips' film work and I, I I had a mutual friend who also was a um, uh, he's a singer I guess uh, musician and uh, so we we came to Philip to make the music video and because of that I was able to sneak on to a few of his other projects I don't know if he if he'll speak on it but I I was able to work with him on a short film Ivory before this. What are you talking and about Ivory Yeah. Anymore? So the um. I also knew that I could work with Philip just from having worked with two projects before, and just knowing that I I did value his voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you. I saw that like
2: a lot of times they would reference Terrence Malick as a huge influence on you. Yeah. What Mm -hmm. about him like and his style? Like yeah. yeah. Is that true? <laughs> like you're yeah, saying, I mean, you? I mean, yeah. I've been seeing that like it's not true. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, that's I, weird. I don't
1: I, know why I, they no, keep saying that. No, 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 no. I love Terrence Malik. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. Tree of Life is incredible. Badlands, incredible. So Days of Heaven, incredible. Yeah. You know, I love Terrence Malik. And it's, it's just hard for me as the individual to say Mm -hmm. Like to say that he hasn't had an influence on me, I would be lying. Yeah. But it's just hard for me to say exactly what it is because I'm because I'm doing it. Yeah. To say like, oh, this is from Terrence Malick, or this is from this. You know, I think it's it's for me. I'm the work that I do is so much more defined by the experiences that I have, the people that I know, the people that I've met, the people that have just kind of shaped me as an individual Mm -hmm. and have had a, a real profound effect on me. But that's not to say that. My voice and the way that I make films, or the lens in which I make films, isn't influenced in any way by the films or filmmakers that I do admire, you know. And Terrence Malick is one of them, yeah. you know. Yo, he's in, he's amazing. Yeah. I also want to just shout it out to the home team again. Ben Zeitlin, yeah, is also an incredible filmmaker. Yes. Look out for his next project. All right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Is there like a specific film that you guys each have that like really got you into the you know the medium of film and like really wanting to become a filmmaker. Yes. I see Moe's nodding. <laughs> uh, definitely 2001:
3: Space yeah. Odyssey yeah. and
2: uh Ken Park.
1: What is Ken Park? Oh, Ken Park uh, uh, Larry Clark crazy.
3: film. I've never heard of yeah.
1: It's it's wild. It's yeah. like it's like it's it's isn't it set in it's set in LA, huh?
3: Yeah, set in a s- town outside of LA. Yeah.
1: It's it's like a skate community. Yeah. Yeah. It's just It's yeah. a wild, man. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: His film is
1: mid 90s. <laughs> mid 90s? No. Nope. Mid 90s. Yo, I've actually never seen Mid 90s. Same. But I'm pretty sure it's like Kent Park. Yeah. It seems like a similar sort of like about youth in that sort of skate culture and mm-hmm.
3: kind of coming of
1: age. Coming of age, yeah. yeah right. Amongst sort of like. Is there like a lot of familial turmoil in mid 90s? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, the whole yeah.
0: thing sort of centered around like a bad relationship with a brother and mom. I need to check mm-hmm. out mid nineties, but I
1: think you guys should check out Ken Park. Actually, the film he's that's on my about. list now. Yeah, it's, it's 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 wild. It was I it was off putting to me at first. Yeah, it's then very off
3: putting if yeah. you're watching it with someone.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a uh, that's I a good was. movie though. man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I think a huge sort of uh, hmm, two thousand one was definitely a part of it. When I first grew up, when I first got into films, I was. Uh, I was really, really into Kubrick. I feel like everybody, to a certain extent, I mean, Kubrick is a, a genius, but um, I think as I got older, I started to really you know, look at some of the voices in my community that I, I could really look at. Um, I think my favorite film, or the film that I've been watching on and off a lot, and I've been mentioning it to people, uh, but I've really been talking about uh, Tukibuki by uh, Membeti from mm-hmm. Senegal. Oh, about uh, the teens Maybe in Dakar who want to go to Paris. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The beginning of that movie is crazy with... Uh, with the cows. The cows yeah. yeah. Yeah, the slaughterhouse. Yeah. yeah. It's also gorgeous, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's shot yeah. almost like City of God in a way. Yeah, yeah. You know, City of God City is of God also is amazing. Yeah. Um, and that was a really big movie for me. Seven. Um, oh, I love Seven. So I love yeah. Seven. David Fincher, I love all of his stuff. Yeah. yeah. Solid. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah. What are, what are some of your favorite films?
4: No, I should have spoke first because, I don't know, it's going to be anticlimactic nah. at this point. <laughs> but I will say that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I was, I never, growing up, I never was into film like I am now. Coming, growing up, honestly, like because I was kind of like a, um, I I was a practicing artist, I wasn't practicing, uh, whatever, it's not about me, but because I focused so much and just like really trying to perfect my class, craft and stuff like that, I didn't actually watch too many films and stuff like that. So I came into this film industry on Ivory. So I feel like it only speaks, like poetically I guess, that Ivory is the f- film that kind of got me into film. And it kind of actually opened my eye to film because going, like, going on the set, I was asking questions like, yo, what's B-roll, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like yo, what's this and that. Like, I, I really came into the film like completely unaware to this, this medium. And then uh, coming out of it, uh, now now I, I sit there and I text feel like, "Yo, send me a movie or something yeah, like that." Yeah, yeah. Well, like I want to get into it, but um, definitely, I would say Ivory definitely, just because wow. that's that was the first. Oh, yeah. oh, that's oh. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I
1: feel like Ojo is like a living Ojo Enmos really are a living, breathing example of that thing that you t- that I spoke about, kind of that like an artist is an artist. You know, yeah. I think. The mediums you can really sort of like cross around, mediums, of yeah. way, especially with like Gambino and Donald Glover. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. The, he I think he's the pinnacle example of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like definitely. <laughs> Have you think Guava
2: Island? No, is We dope? actually talked about this on <laughs> early, earlier podcast. Yeah, it was, was it supposed just, to be really good? Guava Island? Yeah, so took a short, like, short tune. You know? Oh really? Yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. Check yeah. it out. It's like fifty
0: something minutes. It's really short. Yeah, like released during Coachella, Um oh, during really? Coachella. Set. It's about this like guy. What's his name? Denny and his girlfriend, and they're like, he's trying to like make. He's a musician, he's trying to make a music festival on the small island called Guava. Oh it, yeah.
4: Whenever he drops something, you never really know what, like, what, what shit it is. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I seen it, and I was like, "Yo, is this a song? Is yeah, this yeah. Song? What yeah, is yeah, what's yeah, going yeah. on?" But uh, people told me the same thing.
1: Where, really yeah. Atlanta is dope. Yeah, Atlanta is. Oh, Atlanta, just Atlanta is, is incredible. So, yeah. Yo, yeah. yeah. yeah, you know what? You know what? I think uh, my, I think Atlanta is probably. M- might be my f- favorite show, show currently. Right currently, now? yeah. I think probably, in... but yeah, no, yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think though, I'd agree with that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to
4: go through the shows, I just think, but you might be right, but I also don't watch as much MS-TV. TV. Yeah, yeah,
2: <sighs> all right, all right,
0: I, I think.
2: We have a, I have two more. Um, yeah. I yeah. I think, honestly, we have the same question. Yeah. I think I mean Ah. All right, let's <laughs> get all right, right let's all get right, all right. End. So what, what is it, like, about, I think this is more of a question for, like, Moe's and you, Ojo. What is it about Philip that you think, like, attracts all of these, like, talented people to him? Um, I think. I mean, you can answer, too, Philip, if you want. I think he,
3: <laughs> his vision is his alone, mm-hmm. like, first off. Um and he knows what he wants, like he knows what he's going for and he knows like how he needs to get there. Um well in terms of Burning Cain, um I didn't really I didn't know anything about film, like Mm -hmm. at all. Um and I just like did what he told me to do, pretty much. I mean not like to a T but I mean I was just there to kind of just be whatever to him like just do whatever I need to do um but to answer your question more specifically I think it's his drive mm. and his just creativity in general like thank you man. um when it's like when you're you like you can feel a person's like energy sort of when you walk into a, a room with them yeah um and it just brings out the best in you yeah so yeah I think that's my answer
4: I'm talking first from now on. This man. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was. I was also gonna speak on uh, just Philip's Drive because I know that um, I've had, uh, even though I, I am still young, I've had uh, a decent amount of connections with other artists, with other um, artists in various mediums, and I would say, and I, I've told this to him already, but Philip definitely is probably the most motivated artist I've come across, and just Thank you, like. Man. Cause there's, I I I would say I do have a like I I do work a lot and I'm always active and stuff. But there was times where I was like, oh damn, Philip's still editing. Like, and there's times where like, I I don't know. I think with Philip, even though people might not say, hey, I like this guy because he's motivated. I think that because of his drive and his motivation, it's just like he said, it, you enter the room with Philip and you just. You you want to be proactive. You want to get. You want to go to the next step, the next vision. When other people are like, "Oh, you know, the film's good. We should just drop it." Philip's like, "No, you know, we have to work with it more." Da 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 And that's I don't know. I, th- I think especially for his age, just seeing that amount of dedication and drive. When no one no one's telling Philip, "Yo, go to the studio and edit no this movie." No one's. Everybody's telling him like, "Yo, you know, you can take a break." But Phillip's Philip's the one that really always took that extra leap. And that's why I, I didn't mind working with him because I, I I feel like I definitely improved from working with yes. him. Yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys.
0: Come on. Do you have any tips or just what's next? All right. Yeah, all right. We'll end off on one last question, all three of you guys. You can go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any tips for um, college filmmakers for young filmmakers, they want to go put their film in a festival. They want to make their first feature. They just want to make a great film. Do you have any tips? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have a
4: tip. Um, right. <laughs> my my tip, and this is me coming from other mediums. So I guess I'll speak. Yeah, I speak on my experience. I would say don't. Yeah, don't, don't be locked within your one medium. And also, like if you are a filmmaker, experiment. Do other things that besides what you traditionally do. Because especially if you're a young filmmaker who's in these, uh, if you're in school for it, if you're not in school for it, but they will, they will, they'll teach you the technicalities, they'll teach you all of those things. But make sure you explore besides just filmmaking, just so you can you can come up with a un- unique perspective, you can come up with your own uh, your own catch, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, I, s- I say explore outside of film as well. Don't be, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> don't pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, there we go. That's a great answer.
4: Word.
1: Uh, I definitely second everything Ojo said. I think that uh, another thing is uh, is don't ever let anybody tell you that, this is sounds a little cliche, but honestly, like don't ever let anyone tell you that it can't happen or it can't be done because the only person that you can account for at the end of the day is yourself and the people who are willing to put Everything into the project, and that's good enough, you know. Um, and just stay, stay steadfast in your voice. Stay steadfast in trying to tell whatever story you're telling from an honest perspective, from, you know, I, I guess sort of a humble perspective in a way. Um, but yeah, I mean, there were people who told us that we were, you know, biting Crazy. off more than we could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, we proved them. You know, we're still doing it today.
3: Yeah, yeah uh, I second both those. Um my tip is if if you want to make a film and you think you don't have the resources, just like ask people first off. Just like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, just don't be afraid don't be afraid yeah. to just say, Hey, can you, you know, hold yeah, boom yeah, hold for or urge, that, like that. just like small yeah. things just go they add up, like, a lot. And the other thing is, like, don't try to be Scorsese or don't try to be a Kubrick. Don't try to be a Malick. Don't try to be Bertolucci. Just be yourself and just shoot what you want to shoot and just, yeah, just edit how you want to edit.
1: Be true to your voice.
4: And yeah. yeah. have fun. Like, have fun. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. honestly, if this would have failed, I still would have been happy. Yeah, yeah exactly 100%. Yeah, yeah. So have yeah. fun. You, you, you'll live longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please don't come back to me if you have fun and you didn't live longer As <laughs> a ghost hey. <laughs> alright All right.
0: All right, guys thank you so thank much
4: you for uh, so coming much. on thank, thank you so much
3: for having us uh,